Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From a basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild top in the chart. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Podcastianos. My name is Jordan Hall. And I'm joined again for the 2022 season by the one and only Eric Wayne. Eric, how the heck are you? Excuse me. Who is this? Who's calling? I think the majority of the listeners of the show thought that we were dead. Well, you know, I fake my own death on occasion. It's just a hard reboot. It's smart smart to do that. You just got to start from scratch sometimes. Give yourself that long break that only a fake death can bring. Yeah, I feel like people sleep on the fake death, but there are, there are plenty of reasons that 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 could be very yeah. useful. Yeah, that's right. Too much student loan debt? Give it a try. I mean, don't tell them I told you that, but maybe. Not not good financial you, advice here. Yeah, good to see you yeah. too. I saw that you were down in spring training. I was indeed. I visit the Orlando area where uh, magic and dreams come true, and uh, it's warmer than here in Michigan. How many games did you get to? I saw you went to the, that one Scooble start that he absolutely shoved yeah. in. Yeah, that was good. I went to that game, and then I was that was on a Monday, and I was planning on going back on Wednesday. But I don't know if you caught this, but they just canceled the game. They're like, ah, nee, that's enough. We're done. No they, more spring they training. They felt it in the wind that you were going to be there and we thought, can't have that riffraff coming back. Yeah, we can't let Eric enjoy things in life. Let's just cancel it. <laughs> I think my favorite bit from from your spring training adventure, I sent you the picture of uh, Jason Beck and Phil Coke together. And I'm like, there might not be a single person in this world whose interests more properly align with this oh, photo than you. And I felt so much regret and FOMO because I had just rolled out because I was with some family and it was getting hot. Okay, close enough. We've, we've seen enough. And uh, I get this picture from you and I'm like, no, I want to go back and yell at Phil. I mean, he's he wouldn't talk to me. Like, you know, have a you don't think Phil would talk I, to you? Surely, I, Phil isn't so swarmed by fans at this point in his life that he wouldn't take five minutes out for to talk sure to he's, you. He's a, still a folk hero for sure. I can at least heckle him from a distance. Yeah, so. Beck would for sure talk with you. Oh, Beck would probably talk with me. Look, like Beck. Um, any other highlights from this off season? Um, well, you didn't have much baseball to watch, but you sure could watch, um, the, the business side of things. Couldn't you, you could stress out about owners and lockouts and posturing and who's meeting. I watched a lot of that. Did you stress out over that? I'm curious. Stress? No. In fact, I had a kind of pessimistic opinion about it. I figured there wouldn't be baseball maybe till midsummer when they're really experienced some pain well because what baffled me was why weren't the owners and players meeting from day one it seemed to me like they took like a two-month break and eh, we'll figure it out later well me figure it out dorks yeah it seemed like it was a classic case of oh that's a problem for future us we'll, do, we'll deal with it yeah then. we'll work it out later you know we'll just enjoy christmas and it's like no you don't have a collective bargaining agreement like negotiate figure it out 
but make some baseball. Dorks. In the end, they got it done. Give them, give them credit. They, they got it done. Uh, speaking of getting it done, I, I saw this story, and I wanted to get your opinion on it because it's just something something I have never seen before. This comes from Wharton, Texas. Apparently, Ooh. the Wharton, Texas police uh, are looking for a, and I'm using air quotes here, heartless individual who placed a sign Ooh. promising a Chick-fil-A coming soon at a major intersection. <laughs> the problem was it was a prank, and there is no Chick-fil-A <laughs> forthcoming. Um, a witness said this act was utterly heinous and heartless, and the Wharton Police Department are actually looking for... Come uh, on. For for info on the man responsible for this. Come like, on. Is this a punishable offense? It reminds me of the old joke, like, you know what's not illegal? Adding a bike lock to something. You know, usually we think of crime as stealing or taking away or diminishing. Uh, this is a good one in the fact that it adds. But oh, they can't really, like, I suppose for trespassing and putting stuff on. But... The guy doesn't didn't wreck anything. He just put out hope in people's mind. That's the true crime: giving people hope. Yeah. Never do that. Also, the thing is, this is in Texas. Like, this isn't like they're putting a Chick Fil A <laughs> in Northern Michigan where there's not one for hundreds of miles. Just go to a different town and find yourself a Chick Fil A. Like, don't get so concerned that you don't have one in your town. That, that's a that is a pretty heinous heinous crime. Giving. Giving people the promise of Chick Fil A where there is none. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I got if I got the news of a Wawa that was coming in like around the corner from me, wow. that would probably get me um, hopeful. Other than that, like I don't know. People, people I thought people, all the Texans went to Bucky's anyway. Like, oh, get love, your food at a gas station. Have you ever it's been to just, a Bucky's? I have been. It's it's an incredible experience. Have you? No, never. It's like a. Uh, it's like there's like a hobby lobby merch? in there. Uh, I, I did get a Bucky shirt, obviously. I mean, that's yeah, a given. Naturally. If I see if I see a badger on a shirt, I'm I'm clearly going to purchase it. I don't but... think that's a badger. I think that's a beaver. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because beaver got buck of course. It's yeah, yeah, buckies. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Small uh, <laughs> mammal of one on one. If you want to get more from the two of us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at hosted by Jay Hall and at Eric Wayne's Brain, and the show is at Podcastianos. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Giannos. All right, let's jump right in to a new season of baseball. Let's. We have started the year. Um, at the time of recording, we're three and four, uh, which, I mean, it's maybe not exactly what we were expecting, but like compared to where we've been, it's like slightly below 500 yeah. with hope for a whole lot more. For sure. How miserably didn't we start last year? Wasn't that last year which was just awful to start? I don't know. All the years run together. <laughs> But I'm, I mean, I very much yeah, believe that of last year. We started yeah. awfully last year, and, and also um, we we played can't uh, we played two pretty good teams to start with. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the White Sox are pesky good for sure. Good White Sox are annoyingly good. Yeah, that's going to be a problem all year. We got, I got done with the first series. I'm like, oh, oh, glad we don't have to see them anymore this year. That, that's a little <laughs> yeah, definitely probably have like 15 more games against them. The Ugh. nice thing is, is. I mean, I say this now, and, and I very easily could come back to eat these words. I don't think the rest of the division is that great this year. I think the, so, the Indians are better than we were expecting, and everyone else might be a little bit worse than we were expecting. So just from watching the game last night against the Royals, they're going to be pesky. I mean, they're 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 pesky. They're going to play good defense, run the bases, and just be freaking annoying. But I don't know if they have enough firepower. Yeah. But they are going to be annoying. I feel like they're on their way to having enough firepower, but kind of like us, maybe it's not quite fully developed yet. But anyway, uh, level of optimism after the first week and a half. Moderate. Yeah, I think in line with, you know, everybody wants the new guys to shine and the developing guys to shine, and we want everything right away. Well, it may, it's a long season. It's a marathon, friends. And at the beginning of the season, everybody kind of forgets about how the baseball season works, right? They want instant success. And if it's not, it's going to be awful. Well, you lose three or four games in a row in July or August and nobody cares. But at the beginning of the season, it's like the sky is absolutely crumbling and falling. And I think for the younger guys, it's better to have a little bit of a slower start, a little bit of a buildup than to get out to this massive start and 
bring with it all of these expectations that you know hopefully we'll get there in the end but like there there is no guarantee that this is the year that we reach all of those levels i don't know i i think right. a mid-level start like we have is is maybe the i mean obviously it's, it's hard to say that winning games isn't isn't better but like i think there's certainly upsides to kind of get off to a yeah, good enough start and as far as the start goes i mean look at starting pitchers who have we gotten a really excellent start from one guy we've had one really good start Matt Manning Manning yeah which of all of the people I was right. least confident in going into the yeah. year naturally um, so you would those guys are going to rebound and we're going to get some good starts and it'll be great we talked a little bit about uh, about wanting to talk about the the slow uh short spring training do you yeah do you take any uh, solace in some of the rough starts from guys like you know Eddie Eddie Rodriguez, who I'm sure you're freaking out about, uh, Mize, who who shoved a little bit more in his last outing, uh, Scooble, in that this just isn't exactly the spring training that pitchers are used to. Spring training could have been one game longer, and I could have seen it, but they shortened it some more. <laughs> I guess they figured it was fine. Not that I'm annoyed. not bitter at all. I could watch a game in the sunshine. Um, no, um, I don't think that's too much of an issue. These guys are professionals. They, even without spring training, they're working at home. They're getting their bodies and everything else ready. They're going to be absolutely fine. Um, you know, maybe some of the pitchers not getting their normal patterns and routines. Maybe that might be a little disruptive or whatever. But I don't think that's that big of a deal to uh, to it. I mean, I think there's more to guys like Torkelson um, getting to the, into the big re- league routine for the very first time. Like yeah, sure. I'm imagining hotels and travel and here's the culture here. Here's how you do it. That has to take a little bit just to get used to, doesn't it? You would certainly think so. And it's not like he had a cup of coffee last year to, to kind of break no. that is this is, this is all new. And, and honestly, like he's handled it pretty well so far. I mean, we can get into yeah. him a little bit later, but he's, yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I, I, Twitter is always going to be more worried than I think the the average fan. Just collectively, we seem to freak each other out. But right. he's doing just fine. He's drawing walks. He's doing all, all the things that you would kind of uh, expect a young slugger to do. Um, you want to get into some of the off-season additions? Kind of what we're, what we're thinking there? Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's start, let's start with your boy. Let's start with Eddie. Uh, sure. Rough first two starts. Um, in, sure. Much like with Justin Upton, you are already panicking all although if we're looking back on the whole justin upton thing you probably were right to start panicking from the beginning because it never really happened he had moderate success right i mean it never he's a free agent now i was like we just pick him up well i I think robert (laughs) it's a joke mr mr robbie grossman is going to be fine hopefully but if he was hurt for a long period of time i mean maybe you need a body but but I don't know. Is Daz Cameron? The, I, I'm. I, I digress. Um, Eddie uh, Edward Eduardo Eduardo Rodriguez. Are, are he, we before we get into this? Are we cool to call him Eddie? Like, is that is that a is that a, a acceptable nickname? Let's um, let's send an envelope or uh, send a letter to the Tigers and ask them. Put it okay, in the, in the mail and see once what we get back. Until then, we can call him Eddie. So. All right, that works. Okay. Um, Rodriguez. I I mean he. We didn't sign him as an ace, did we? We signed him as a, like a two or two guy that we thought, two or three guy who thought um, in a bigger park, new setting that he could really thrive here, right? He was our yeah, opening mean, day starter, but we don't imagine him like. An he ace. didn't get ace money. I think that's the kind of the big. He, he got, did or he did not. I wouldn't say he did. He he got no, good right, picture money. He didn't get ace money. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, you know, to stub your toe a little bit, it seemed I I didn't see his second start, his first start. It just seemed to me like he was tentative around the strike zone. I mean, some of his stuff was fine, but he didn't get ahead of guys and was just nibbling, nibbling, nibbling. And maybe that's opening day issues or whatever. But I think if he just goes out there and and just pounds a strike zone at the beginning, um, he's going to show us a lot more this year. And um, Comerica Park is going to be a good park for him, all that kind of stuff that the experts have said, but it may just take a little bit. Yeah, I agree. He's a good pitcher. He's not He's not a yeah. great pitcher. He's a good pitcher. Eventually, guys find their level. I'm not concerned in the slightest. Um, he got finished I'm... in the, what was it, in the Cy Young voting? Sixth in the Cy Young voting in, in 2019. 
Yeah, I thought that was I mean, a, a lot of life has happened since 2019, especially for him. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, for sure. yeah, he'll he'll get there. I, I have I have no doubts. And they they've they've talked at length about how professional he is and how it's a it's a good example for the other the younger guys. So I think there's right. value to that in addition to what what he brings on the right on the field specifically. Without Matthew, without Matthew Boyd around, you kind of needed somebody a little older, didn't you? Just to steady yeah. the and show. Turnbull. I mean, Turnbull was, I, he was also kind of an elder statesman, which seems very hard to crazy believe, to, yeah, crazy. Um, which man, that, that injury was so unfortunate, but neither yeah, here nor there. Um, how do you feel about the rest of the way that we address the pitching staff? Um, so we got Andrew Chafin, yep. who's a charismatic lefty who, you know, kind of got a weak spot for those type of guys. You know, he's you? Uh, showing <laughs> like a little fanboy. Uh, so he's doing, you know, he's got his farm in Ohio and he's making silly videos. And yeah, he's going to be easy to like. But he hasn't pitched. He's hurt. Stinks. Yeah. Uh, I was um, more getting to the, to the other two, Pineda and, and bringing back Willie. You happy with those as our options at part of the I options a, at number five? Yeah, it's easy not to think of those guys because they're not here. Um, Pineda, I've almost forgot about Pineda. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a big help, I think. Just another again steady middle of the rotation guy, eat some innings, and everything else around him maybe from uh, and then. Um, uh, who else did we get? Oh, uh, Willie we, Willie Peralta. Yeah, I advocated for him. He he showed himself really good last year, right? Yeah. So he's had a few visa delays, but he is uh, he worked an inning plus in AAA, no, without a run being scored last night. So he's going to be available soon too. Really strong depth play there. I like I like what we did with the pitching side. And I think maybe more importantly than anything, it, it allows Tyler Alexander to go back into that role of, you know, yeah. spot start here, some important innings out of the bullpen. Like, I, I really like Tyler, and I, I would be happy for him to see him get the chance to start regularly. But as an asset for the team, being in that swingman role, like, I, he's so valuable. I, I really like him there. You know, a guy like Elvin Rodriguez could be a really good pitcher someday, but he, but right now we probably need somebody with a little bit more experience. How old do you think Elvin is? Uh, I could look. No, oh, no, I I have an idea. I was curious if it like just, Elvin Rodriguez has got to be like twenty four. Yeah, he he was older than I was expecting when I when I looked it up. I just because you know you hear so little about him, I assumed he was twenty one, huh. twenty two. He's he's a little older than he I was is expecting. Twenty four. Yeah, twenty four. I nailed I mean, it. It's a perfectly <laughs> perfectly fine age to come up. I just I was expecting to see him be younger yeah what do you have against 24 year olds gosh they're not 22 year olds yeah well whatever you <laughs> all right uh let's move to the offensive side of the ball always always got to start with the pitching let's be honest um the new splashy edition nope it wasn't carlos correa despite the fact that nope. alex and i spent the entire month of uh what September and October talking about how it was going to be carlos correa because he had brunch with aj hinch it was not um what were your initial reactions and how have those changed to the new, to the Javi Baez signing? My initial reaction was I was a little ornery cause I, I, I had my heart set on Correa, you know, um, it was kind of like, we've been bad. We've been saving our nickels and here's the guy that we want. There's six good solid shortstops out there. And we've signed the what third best one out of the, out of the pool fourth I, who knows but it was kind of like this was our time to make that splash we have plenty of money let's do it well it became evident that uh Correa was not going to certainly come cheap but even may not come um uh, in the conventional way which turned out to be true right so not only did he want big money, but he wanted like extra big money. And now it, the Tigers leaked out there kind of what they were going to offer him, which was plenty good. But I kind of get it, you know, to uh, to have a more reasonable contract. It's still a huge contract for Javi Baez. But at least you have a few more bucks in the coffers to try to do some more stuff. Um, so I was initially disappointed, but I'm kind of coming around to it. And 
Javi Baez seems fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. If you're just looking at it from a purely fan uh, perspective, like he is a lot more interesting, certainly a lot more interesting than our previous shortstop. Oh my goodness. You know, you talk about area of need and plugging a hole. You couldn't think of a bigger hole that needed plugging uh, right there. I mean, from the defense to some slugging from that shortstop spot, that's the place where we needed a free agent and we got one. So I can't be too ornery because we did address it. Crazy thing is, is how long that hole sat open. I mean, basically since Peralta, I mean, was, was he the last legit shortstop we had? Am I forgetting Ed- anyone? Edgar Renteria. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we tried with uh, Nico. That really Which, wasn't I mean, going to was, be a thing. It was fine. Yeah. yeah. Who was that? Yeah. But it seemed like, um, yeah, you're plugging the gap with uh, utility guys for a while, right? Yeah. For a very, very long while. The other one, uh, the addition of Austin Meadows. Um, yeah. That has paid immediate. Like Austin Meadows is a very good. I think we should temper our expectations. Like he is off to an incredible start. He is probably not this good overall, but he is very, very good. And specifically, if you primarily use him against right-handed hitters, that like we just don't go get impact bats like that. I, I don't know exactly what happened, but definitely not complaining. So you know me. I Eastside Creates is somebody that I was always pretty positive about, and that's obviously who we traded to get Meadows. Um, but if we had given up Paredes for one year of an old guy, I would have been possibly ornery about it. But let's be real. I mean, Austin Meadows, he's under team control for the next three years. He's not crazy older than um, Paredes. I mean, really. Yeah. Um, he fills the need that we have. We have with the addition of Baez, you know, uh, uh, an infielder that you can plug in every time, every, every, uh, game. So that makes parade is a little bit more expendable, um, cause you can move guys around a little bit. Um, but the left-handed power that you're going to get from Meadows, um, just seems brilliant to me. And I don't even worry about the draft pick. Like who cares? Right. Yeah. So it seemed to be a small price to pay to land a guy of this caliber. And it makes you kind of think, what are the Rays thinking? I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, they, they do have Josh Lowe that they were trying to get up to the big leagues. Um, And I mean, they just, they just take on a plethora of talent as always. I think the thing that we need to remember is that inevitably Paredes is going to come around and be a very, very good player, but that doesn't mean that if we had kept him, we would have turned him into a good player. Sometimes guys just need a change of scenery. Um, It just, it didn't seem to be working for him here. Uh, the Rays, they know what they're doing. Like, I'm I'm sure that they will turn him into a good player, just like they did with Willie Damas and, I mean, literally right. a million other guys. But would Eugenio Suarez be there Suarez go. if he didn't switch teams? Probably and, not. You know, so Paredes turns into Suarez. It could happen. He's got he's got every capacity to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin Meadows is a heck of a lot more return than Alfredo Simon. Yes. You know, to the best of our knowledge, he hasn't killed a man. As far as we, yeah. Now, Austin Meadows does not drive a fully chromed automobile, as far as we know. As far as we know. But it's not too late. Buy yourself a chrome car. He's got all the time in the world, definitely. Anyway, so I think that both teams could end up winning that trade, um, which. That's that's what trades are supposed to be. It's not it's not always about somebody just destroying the other uh the other But if it guy. were, we'd be winning. I think so. I mean we certainly will be in the short term. Um let's see Miggy closing in on 3000 he hit what 2992 yeah. last night. My I was thinking somewhere he's up to in that four. range. He's only got six four. more left. He had three hits last night. Yeah. So that's good. That is good. People are going to be stoked about that. That's kind of fun to track. And boy, you know, you saw it last night in the game. The dude's got a little spark in his step. You know, when he's kind of childish and bouncing around, that is when you get good Maggie. It really is. And I feel like I need to knock on. He's not too beat up, but yeah, but he's not going to have the the first base miles this year. Like we've never seen what he looks like not playing first base regularly. It right. 
maybe he's there. Uh, knock on wood, it looks like a little bit of the bat speed has come back. I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't have any advanced metrics on that. Just eye test. It looks like the the bat speed is back. At yeah. least, and I not to prime Mickey, just to pre um, some of the down years, maybe Mickey. He he seemed to be tracking the ball just in that classic Cabrera way last night. Nothing was really fooling him, even on pitches that were swings and misses. Like he knew kind of what the what was going on and what he could do. I mean, he looked classic Biggie last night. Now, is he going to have uh, pull field power? And you know, probably, probably not. I mean. But that but, was never his game. I mean, right. he had the ability to do it, but that was never his right. strong suit. You know, somebody compared him last night to um, late career Maglio. You know, when we joked about, with him, joked about him being Singlio. I don't know mm. if you remember the, those days, but uh, okay. So what? Duke can still rake. Yeah. And to be honest, I feel like we were looking at basically no return on investment over these last couple of years. If we can yeah. get Singlio out of like, that's better than we've been getting. Yeah. Now he's going to get out on the bases. He's going to hit into a lot of double plays. He's going to be frustrating for portions of the season. It's wise that they moved him down in the order. Like yes. all these tempering things are true. If you see him run now, <laughs> you know, he slid in last night and that was fun and giggles, but uh, he is, he looks beat up. He is not run fast. I mean, you just need to temper your expectations with him. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're looking at more Edgar Martinez than we are big poppy in terms of his uh, yeah. de-evolution. Um, do you buy in? So I, I've listened to quite a few of the games on the radio. Um, Dan and Jim are pretty in on the idea of the young talent and the kind of youthful exuberance wary or not wearing off, um, rubbing off on Miggy. And that, that is what's putting a little bit more spark in his step. Do you, do you think there's anything to that? Um, I, <laughs> I think it's just the opposite. I mean, honestly, you guys like Torkelson and green, uh, and the other young guys, they're, they're kind of stoic. They're in the big leagues that they need to, you know, prove themselves, not joke around. Mickey's the guy with nothing to lose, been around forever. He's yucking it up and, and horsing around. So yeah, you're not I wrong. get that there's youthful energy maybe. And yeah. like Mickey's like, well, I want, I, you know, I don't want to play first cause you know, we'll get Porkelson to play over there. And that's, that stuff's good. But, um, Mickey's when he's relaxed is kind of a playful guy. He doesn't need a bunch of youth to be at least personality wise playful. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you were devastated with the Riley news. Obviously the dude, it should be illegal to be that amazing. Freaking Riley green. <laughs> he's he's going to be so good. handsome. He's going to be so, Oh, Oh, we're jumping into the looks too. <laughs> He's he's, Dude, he's a he's a modern man. He doesn't want you to judge him on his appearance. He wants you to judge him on his, guys, his ability. Some guys have every advantage in life, don't they? They just have it all. But uh, yeah, I was sorry he broke his foot. He, he's going to be back. He, he, yeah, he'll be back. But I do I do miss him. Um, but do you think we get um, Meadows if if he doesn't get hurt? That's a good question. Probably not. But, I mean, in in some ways, I think it might be a, a bit of a blessing, not for him, but for us. Right. I mean, Meadows, we'll get Meadows on board the next three years. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine that they would have been actively shopping. I, I feel like the Meadows deal was opportunistic. Like, basically, I'm not saying that this is the case, but kind of one of those deals, like the next team that called the Rays, maybe they find themselves a bargain. Um, and we just happened yeah. to be that team. You know what I mean? Like, they were trying to out- offload him because they wanted to get Josh Lowe up, and we maybe we just rang cheap. the phone at the right time. Yeah. Well, and Meadows is going to get with arbitration progressively more expensive, right? I mean, mm-hmm. which I is mean, a weak imagine. sauce thing, you know, especially it's not, it's not even going to be that expensive. Like he'll, he'll be no, perfectly yeah. fine in terms of value. It's arbitration. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we jump into power rankings? Oh, um, no, I think well, hopefully we'll be making more podcasts and a lot more our tigers talk um but yeah. there there's still a lot to unpack here with a lot of good yeah. things going there's games to come we haven't even yeah 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, power rankings. Oh, man. Oh, I got to stretch. I don't got to work up the power ranking muscles. I don't know. I'm a little creaky. You ready to do this, Hall? Yeah. Right. Definitely creaky. I, I can I can hear it through the Zoom. Yeah. Oh my! I can, my my ligaments are snapping, <laughs> like like Riley's foot bone. Oh, I'm going to be an old man. I don't have a clever <laughs> tie-in. Today's power rankings is types of beverages. I think I think clever tie-ins are overrated. Types of beverages, not like specific beverages. We're talking beverage categories. Are you ready? All right. This is this is the oh. heat to come back with. <laughs> They're all good, except the ones that aren't. Um, st- starting at number seven, you you okay? <laughs> Almost got taken down. Yeah, Lock it up. <laughs> let her let her rip there, all. Um, starting at number seven, we have distilled spirits. So um, these are what pretty potent. Yeah, like you know, gin, vodka, whiskey. You know, distilled spirits, sure. booze. Booze. That's They're, a number uh, seven booze. Not booze. Yeah. Just booze. booze in general. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, North River Vodka for making a great potato vodka. Probably the best potato vodka I've ever had. Shout out to North River, Chris. <laughs> um, the problem with spirits is it's not really a guzzling drink. You don't, you know, you're not a hot day. You're not tipping back a glass of vodka. At least you shouldn't. You shouldn't. But does it have to be? I mean, clearly that is a, a prominent factor mm. here in your rankings. Not not everything needs to be a guzzle beverage. When you're when you're searching for some refreshment, you know, try you a, a nice right glass of brandy, right? Yeah. It's all, all been right. there. Uh, <laughs> some maybe some <laughs> base. All right, number six, we have juice. Juice juice is the earliest of the fancy drinks. Right, you just That's, take yeah. a fruit and you squeeze it. Pretty, pretty simple. Caveman figured out, you know, squeeze the squeeze the juice. It's it's how a step you, up. How do you feel about adults drinking juice? They more should. You know, juice has got a bad rap recently because of the sugar. Like, oh, you shouldn't drink juice. It's just got so much sugar. Well, you know what else has sugar? Everything, and juice has <laughs> health in it. You know, vitamins and and fruit bits. Juice is true. Juice has gotten a bad rap lately. Drink some. You're here to bring it back. I will not drink juice. You you don't drink juice? No, I can't remember the last time I've had juice of any kind. Here's a challenge: just get yourself bottle of juice. It's good. It's a it's a fruit. It's a squeezed fruit. I'm I'm familiar with what juice is. I just don't think it's that great. I'm aware of the concept. Number, number five. What am I up to? Four. Yeah, five. Five. Um, pop. You know, pop. Soda. Soft drink. Now, I think we have a problem here in Michigan. Uh, for all our formative years, we have called it pop. I have called it pop. Mm-hmm. But now we're experiencing a bit of soda creep. Do you think are Michiganders are losing their distinctive language in fact i saw a post in comerica park they have um you know they're posting the prices and it said soda and then a price what do you think i i don't live in michigan anymore i don't i don't know i hope not but i actually don't i don't know 
do northern Indianans use soda? It's largely soda here. Yeah, it's disgusting. Really? Yeah. Those no-ins always using yeah. soda. Like, yeah. But um, Fago, shout out to Fago for keeping the tradition alive. Even their commercials, the party pop, they say pop. Yeah, it's, it's pop. pop. It, that, that's what I is. like the little distinctive. I will tell you, like, getting switching to soda is like switching the uniform D. So it's all the same. It's homogeneous and clean. You know, you got to have a few little goofy things. Like Michiganders yeah. should say pop. That's good. It's like, oh, oh let me let me get by you and grab some pop. Yeah. I think that's great. Number four, milk. Milk. Uh, we all owe our lives to milk. We're mammals. You wouldn't. Be, don't give me that face. He's making a frowny face. You would not be here. If it weren't for milk, I'd be technically correct, but then, you know, you don't don't have to continue drinking the milk. Why not? It makes delicious things. Ice cream, cheese. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, I feel like just the just the concept of milk as a beverage, like it just weirds me out. I will confess, as a child, I would um, I would drink a lot of milk. You pour yourself a glass of milk, and enjoy that. But as a grown up, like. I don't drink it as much, primarily because my wife never drinks it, so we don't have it as much. But as I mean, we used to get two gallons of milk a week in the house. That's a lot of milk because we would drink it. And um, but now you see, if you watch, see somebody in a restaurant and order a glass of milk and drink it, you think they might be a serial killer, don't you? <laughs> Definitely, for sure, deviant behavior, no, no yeah, doubt about drinking. That. A glass, especially anything over two percent. If you're drinking a glass of whole milk in a restaurant, I mean, you should be wearing an ankle monitor. Probably. Yeah, I should be asked to leave immediately. Yep. Number three is beer. Beer. There's so many varieties. You can create so many wonderful, interesting things with beer. Those ancient Egyptians, when they invented this stuff, they had to be like, "Wow, we're really smart." Now let's build some pyramids. They they came up with beer. What more was there to do? Smart. I think that quote is taken exact, directly from a history book. Yeah, that talks, that's how Egyptians talked. Hey, let's make some beer. Okay, number two is, I know you'll resonate with this. Number two is coffee. Coffee is great. There's a reason why people are always waiting in line for this stuff. Everywhere you see coffee lines, airport, you know, there's a Starbucks by us right before you get on the highway and expressway. And it is always a line. Oh, people are paying seven bucks for their venti latte coffee. And um, it's good. Hot, cold, milk, black, cream, whatever. Coffee. Yeah. Completely agree. I probably have a number one, but yeah. All right. Number one, you got a guess? I'm assuming it's water. Water, the OG of beverages. <laughs> yes. I tell you what, there's there's nothing like on a hot day when you're out doing something and you have in the refrigerator like the like a bottle of packaged water, you know, from Costco or say, you know, wherever. Even if it's just just and then you crack that open and you drink the entire thing. That's how I drink it. So you're not bottle. a you're not a tap guy. I mean, tap is fine too, but Something about the natural bottled spring water is just extra refreshing. You crack it open. It's more refreshing than pretty much anything you can have. So I don't know. And obviously water is like the essence of every beverage. Can't can't beat that. All right. That's true. Uh bottom three. Um uh third from the worst. You know, Ted Lasso is right. Tea. <laughs> tea is bad. Some sort of prank. Tea tea yes. He he had it right. It's like some, you know, I guess, how do I like coffee and not tea? I don't know. Yeah, tea is fine sometimes. It's not, it's not bad. It's just. Yeah, they're not, they're not the same, but they're not really that different. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's a good point. It's like with tea, you have to do something to make it better. Like you have to add lemonade in your iced tea or sugar or, oh, the Southerners with their sweet tea. No, you're really drinking sugar with a, a suggestion of a leaf included. Uh, anyway, tea is third from the worst. Second from the worst is wine. Now, I have to tell you, I think wine is a fine beverage. 
but it is largely overrated. There is so much, so many different types of bottles of wine. And people have these like fancy reports, scouting reports on their wine. And I drink one. I'm like, yeah, tastes like wine. Very whiny. So you don't get into the analytics of wine. No. You're the no. Anthony Ghost of wine drinkers. I am an Anthony Ghost. No wine saver metrics for me. And there's a whole culture around it. You know, you got to drive around, get just, it's wine. Just open it up and drink it. It's a beverage, not a cult. How does Mrs. Wayne feel about wine? I feel like it, the large, the large part of the cult is, is woman led. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because sometimes I, I experience a lot of the women. I'm, this is going to be sound horrible, but they're just drinking like the sweet wine. It's just kind of a, I don't know. A wine is, is, is so weird to me. I don't, I don't feel the wine. Anyway. Why drink wine when you can have beer? It's so much better. All right. The worst type of beverage. You got to guess? The only kind of beverage I can think of is like sports drinks. Sports drinks is exactly right. Wow. The worst two for type two. of beverage. Yeah. L- listen, with the Gatorade, your Powerade. Nobody wants to drink this. It does not taste good. You you drink it out of obligation. Like, yeah. oh, maybe this will restore my virility or something. You know, my, uh, <laughs> give me, replenish my electrolytes or something. You're not drinking it because who do you hear gets done with a hard day of work? It's like, man, can't wait to get home, kick my feet up and pour myself a nice blue Gatorade. Nobody says that. And also, if you're calling it by the flavor, you should also get the ankle monitor. It's just the color. You have red Gatorade, blue Gatorade, orange Gatorade. That's it. Although I do feel like lemon lime is it's fine to call it lemon lime. You know what I mean? Like the the kind of greenish. Because if you don't and you call it by color, it's just pee. I mean, that's what it comes down to. The stuff does not look good. The stuff does not taste good. Uh, Don't drink. You're you're just succumbing to marketing by drinking the sports drink. Naturally, we called our stuff Gatorade. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's bad. That that was a first time in a long time edition of Power Rankings. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been. Um, we had a lot of Twitter questions. Well, so I'll move through the things I saw on the side of the road while running relatively quick here. But this is kind of a good one. Like I've I've had this one in the in the chamber for for a while. Um, so I was out running and I see like, you know the like when you're sweating in a black shirt and you end up with like little sweat lines. You know what I'm talking about? Like, um, yeah, I don't get lines. I may see mostly just sweat through the entire. Thing. Yeah. So I see that on the road and I'm like, what is going on up here? So naturally I divert my route and I go that way. There is literally water coming out of the ground. It's under like a sidewalk. So I'm assuming it's like some sort of main or I don't know. I'm I'm not a city planner. I don't know what goes in, but there's water coming out of the sidewalk and it's just spewing everywhere. The -hmm. next day I drive, I go to drive by it on my, it's like on my commute and the entire road is shut down from this little bit of water coming out of the road. And it was shut down for like a week. Like, come on, man. I'm, I'm trying to drive this way. So anyway, that's what I've seen on the side of the road while running. Water spurting forth like Old Faithful from the road. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's a spring down there. I don't know. Maybe maybe we should have gotten bottled that. Give it a try. It's a good beverage. Well, it's over now. That was like a month ago. <laughs> it's the best beverage. All right. <laughs> Enough of that nonsense. Let's go to Twitter questions. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. Okay, Twitter questions. We have some. That's good. Yeah, we have a lot. Um, this is why I'm glad that you're in charge of Twitter questions. Is because it, uh, it, it revolves or it takes a lot of reading. It does take a lot of reading. I really need to focus. English Delegating still, that to you was one of the best moves that I've made. English is my first language, but that doesn't mean it's any good. Here we go. No. Mitch from Michigan asks... What's the most famous encounter you've had at a baseball game? I met at the Richard Carn at a meet and greet at the nice. Salute to Tool Time night at the Lansing awesome. Lugnuts had last year. I don't think so, Tim. He just he's just asking this question to brag about meeting. What was his character's name? Al, Al Borland. Borland. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I, I if I met Al Borland, I'd brag about it too. Do you know the the none of the Gen Z generation now knows Tulip Time? Tulip Time, Tool Tulip Time's a little different. <laughs> tulip Time and uh, Home Improvement, right? They should. This they... is like a generation removed. You and I are old, Hall. Yeah, I feel like basically if you're mm-hmm. from anywhere but here, it's fine. But if you're from Michigan, you should know Tool Time. You should know. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to the Watch boys it. on that show, getting good work. Being the Lion King and stuff. Okay, uh, who have you met? I mean, wait, what? Who is the Lion King? One of the boys on Tool Time was the was Simba. Really? Did not know that. All right. Come on. Come on. Uh, who's the most famous person you met at a baseball game? Um, I got a picture with Jim Leland down at Joker Merchant a while back. Um, I also we sat next to Scotty Bowman at a not not a big hockey guy, but I, mm-hmm. I knew that name. Um. I think that was also spring training. So those are those are probably my two. Apparently coaches. Uh, that's what I what I see. I didn't really talk to him, but I saw Reggie Jackson in the adjacent suite when I was at. That's pretty yeah, sweet. I sat in a suite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, subtle flex there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm. I mean, Phil. I met that one time. It was good. Once watched I a game with you, uh, I met you at Emily a ballpark. Walden. You're pretty yeah. famous. Yeah, oh, yeah Emily. Yeah, Emily, sure. yeah. Um, I did see the when we were at a South and Cubs game last year. I saw the governor of Indiana in a suite. Oh, <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't seen somebody like Big Sean or some one of your cultural fan name guys. No Big Sean's or I'd, I'd like to. Like he's but no. a, okay, yeah. To be uh, fair, Alan, I don't know that I would recognize. Like, if he started talking, I probably would be able to recognize him but i don't know that i'd just be able to like look and be like oh that's him just look for a guy's big i guess uh alex urban asks what is the biggest make or break factor for the team this season bullpen health bias production young starters taking a next step etc shout out to alex alex my boy was uh yeah great in filling in a couple times at moots last year yeah. Um, and I'm sure when once you uh, run off wherever you run off, we'll, we'll hear from him again this year. But um, I would say for me, it is young starting pitching. Um, I mean, three of our every five starts is going to be one of the young guys. Like, yeah, kind of need them to 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 show out. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, for for starting pitching for sure, and maybe maybe for me, it's the veteran starting pitching. What are you going to get out of uh, Pineda and Rodriguez? Yeah, I mean. You assume yeah. they're going to be steady, but you need. I assume Rodriguez is going to be steady. I don't know that I assume Pineda is going to be steady, but hopefully I'll be proven wrong. At Anthony underscore Troya or at Aunt Troy. Welcome back, fellas, he says. Oh, thanks. It's good to be here. What do you, th- what do you think the outfield will look like when Green comes back? You're going to need a lot of rotation because you don't want to stunt Badu and Green's growth. Uh, that think, is true, but I, th- yeah, go ahead. I think that's a little overstated. I mean, to have four outfielders steady for three outfield spots is, is plenty of playing time. I think you're going to see, uh, Badu, um, get maybe a little bit more platooning, um, unless he starts kind of hitting some lefties a little bit more, but, um, I think, I don't think you're going to stunt the growth. Yeah, and I, and I can also see Miggy yielding at DH a little bit. Um, I mean, he's, even as a DH, I don't think he's going to play every day. Um, right. And I think yeah. they run Miguel out there at first base like once every two weeks or something like that, just to keep him interested and to keep Torkelson. Uh, I mean, he he's going to need days off. He's a he's a rookie. Um, but yeah, I, I the the crazy thing is is that we have three left-handers in that group. When's the last time we had three left-handed bats at all, let alone just in the outfield? Yeah, um, that's yeah true. I, I I think there's going to be enough at bats to go around. I'm I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, we're not stunting any growth. The Detroit Tigers, I don't think. Um, Jeremy Troya asks, first time listener, long time caller. Thank you, Jeremy. With a couple of series completed what would you say this year's team's strengths are what are their weaknesses strengths and weaknesses uh strengths i would say like this is going to sound 
sound really simplistic, but like we're a grinding team. Like even even okay. down to the last out. Like and I think this is an AJ Hinch thing, and maybe it's just compared to Garden Hire. Um, but we 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 actually battle, and it's been a hot minute since that. You mm, can say that yeah. about the team. I think that's a a strength. Um, I think that I will when say we... Hinch plays to uh, win this particular game more forcefully. And he doesn't play for tomorrow as yeah, much as definitely. like Garden Hire did. He's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to shoot our shots. Now we're going to shoot our bullets. Now I do like that part. And from Garden Hire's perspective, like it's, it's pretty easy to, to hang him out and to drive for that. But like, he didn't really have a reason to do that. We were right. straight trash for his three or four years or whatever. Yep. Um, and I think that when we get hot, we are going to be very hot. We might not be, mm-hmm. uh, might not have that sustained uh, <laughs> yet, but I think that when we get on a roll, we're going to be really fun to watch for like a week or two at a time. Yeah. I don't um, know you. Strengths, I think, are upside slugging potential. Yeah. I mean, with some of the, uh, I mean, Torkelson, the sky's the limit. Green is going to hit. Meadows is going to hit. I mean, Baez, I mean, Haas, up and down this lineup, Badu, there's there's power and the capacity, like you said, the capacity to really catch fire. Um, weaknesses, I think, are, yeah, I think the starting pitching at times could swoon a little bit. Um, right now, I think it's the kind of middle relief section. We're going to need some help there. We're, we're, we have Chafin and others who are going to come right now. That's kind of our vulnerable underbelly right now yeah, agreed but uh shawnee pat in the hat at shawnee pat asks on a scale of one to bj upton how worried are you about akil badu i think you mean justin upton was the shtick for a while but are you worried about akil badu jordan i'm not i think he so he's kind of in that um enigmatic class of players, I would say almost, almost like Javi bias where I think there are just going to be ups and downs. The thing is, is he's a smart dude. He is going to learn how to adjust to mm-hmm. the adjustments. The pitchers have made to him. Um, he's, he's already shown that he can do that. Uh, I'm not like, I don't know that he is a top 30, 40 outfielder in baseball, but what he's shown that he can do, I think, I think he is. So I, I think he'll be, I think he'll be back in the, in the swing of things. I'm, I'm not concerned. So three, how about that? It's interesting that you compared him to Javi Baez because early in the season, I've seen some of the same things from, from them that they're so eager to hit the ball that they're expanding the strike zone a little bit. Yep. Now Javi Baez takes a pitch on his chin and annihilates it. And I think it, I do has every capacity to do that too. Um, but yeah, that is uh, a potential flaw in that you're going to have extended cold streaks if you're not having you know the the plate discipline like Robbie Grossman Robbie Grossman does not go in very long slumps because he's constantly taking pitches you know I think Torkelson will be more a player like that where he's um, really seeing the ball while taking a lot of pitches Uh, you know He's more of a swing at the ball and hit the ball kind of guy, mm-hmm. I would say. So that's yeah. yeah. I, so am also, I worried? No, but he also just seems to be pressing a little bit right now. Like he'll, he'll yeah. be fine. Like it's very easy to get into that early in the season. He'll he'll be fine. He's a lot of fun, and I think he'll thrive. So I I think yeah. he'll be fine. Uh, Susan at Suzalu asks: <laughs> Should baseball do a DTS or hard knocks type show to increase interest? And I will say, uh, DTS is Drive to Survive. Are you familiar with Ooh. this all? I'm assuming Dri- it's Formula One. Drive to Survive is the Netflix documentary. Dare I call it? Um, uh, social kind of uh, documentary. What, what's the word I'm looking? Reality show style thing. It's like hard knocks in football where you show the personalities and what they're doing and whatever. And uh, drive to survive is good. I watched the whole thing over this winter and yeah, kind of, kind of like the formula one. So the question is, should baseball do this? I mean, it couldn't hurt. Like there's basically nothing to the marketing muscle of major league baseball. So why not? Like, I don't know that I want the tigers to do it. 
I, I take that back. I would gladly take that. Like it would be, it would be awesome to see a season like that. I'm not sure it would make us better. That that was kind of where I was coming from. But um, yeah, yeah. Why not? Like some of the soccer ones, the Man City, like basically the star of Man City, the Man City one was Pep Guardiola because he's an absolute maniac. But um, yeah, yeah, why not? If you're if you're MLB, you should a thousand percent do this. You should a thousand percent turn your players into social media celebrities and do the reality TV show thing. Yeah. Like formula one, everything is out there. Social media, you can get feeds and screens and people are posting and all this kind of stuff. Like we lament that not enough people know who um, Mike Trout is, for instance, he's the biggest star of the league and people, he could walk down the street and probably people wouldn't recognize him. Well, just because you're the great, maybe the, one of the greatest hitters of all time, doesn't people doesn't mean that people kind of know you. I mean, yeah. baseball, for better or worse, is an entertainment industry. It's an entertainment product. And what you and I are doing right now, making this podcast and the things we do online, sometimes have to do with baseball, but it's mostly an entertainment product. We are entertaining ourselves with this media. So um, why not lean into that if you're trying to grow your em- entertainment empire? Preach it. That was a s- strong, strong take. I really don't feel that strong. But why yes, not? do it. <laughs> Mr. Snips at Tim in the North asks, what other player-specific nicknames can we make up for home runs, a.k.a. torque bombs? I like host calls. Yeah, that's a really good one. I like that. Gar no doubters. Gar no doubters. I think Tim was just trying to flex his uh, amazing nicknaming. Do you have anything? Once more? again, I'm I'm completely good with. I I like uh, Gar no doubters too. I don't know that we're gonna see too many Gar no doubters, but you know, here's here's the optimism. Uh, uh, you know, like, I feel like this is more your puts department. one out to pasture. Oh, there you go. Um, I don't I don't really know. I'd have to think about it some more. I got a feeling you're going to come with a list next week. Okay. I'll, you know, we got to give Shep as much help as we can. Don't we? Uh, I, right. I suspect that some things are beyond help, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, boy. We, we could, I could rant on that for about 10 minutes, too. Yeah, Shep. I think you and okay. literally every other Tigers fan. It's almost getting to the point where he's easy pickings now. And yeah. Maybe we've gone too far, but... I don't think so. I I don't want to go any further, but I don't think we've gone too far. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Our boy Jed at Tigers J UK, he of uh, Victor Reyes tattoo fame. Of course. When are you changing the name to the Herald Podcastro? When are we changing the name to the Harold Podcastro? You know, the funny thing is Harold Castro is like a cockroach. He's been around for 96 years. The second we do that, he's going to get DFA'd. Yep, for sure. Also, his first name is not Harold. It's Hitten. Everybody yeah. knows it's Hitten. <laughs> Obviously. Hitten Harold. Hitten Harold. Mm. We're, we're um, not going to do that. Let's see. Adam Langworthy quips, they could call it the Rodcast in Power Rank Chairs. Too soon. Too soon. Oh. Poor Rod. It took me a second. Rod Allen. That's a Rod yes. Allen reference. Yes, I got that now. I was trying to figure out, like, um, is there is Rod a type of chair? And in some ways, yes. I'd, I'd give my left ankle to have Mario back, though. Yeah. I'd give my left ankle to Riley Green, too, so he could play and I could sit in a chair all day. Have I don't, I'm not using it, Riley. Here, take my bone. I'm not sure why we're so content to give away some of your, your joints, but yeah. I'm practically useless anyway. It's fine. <laughs> um, Tim in the North also asks, he's trying to go twice here. Thank goodness I was waiting all winter for an update on what Hall saw on the side of the road while jogging. And yeah, it's, water. Weird. it's water. Water coming from nice. the ground. Indian and water. <laughs> Little Uzi Verts at Slugwizzy asks, is it better to start the season on the road in Seattle or to end the season there? Yeah. So this was a scheduling quirk where, um, yeah, the, we were supposed to go out west to start the season and that got changed. What do you think about this? Um, 
I I mean, we, so we never win out West. I mean, I feel like that's that's what underscores all of this. I would rather get it out of the way early and then make it up later, but I, I don't feel strongly either way. Um, I think they did some studies. I think the biggest thing with these West Coast games is like the the time change and how it affects circadian rhythms and sleep mm-hmm. patterns and stuff like that. Um, so what would be the advantage? I guess if you had more days to adapt to it. So would maybe you probably would coming season. out of spring training. Yeah. Yeah. So you have two day go out there, get some work in. So, and then everybody's fresh too, ish. Yeah. Right. There's no grind. So, well, and the thing is, is this game going to be important late? Like, do you need it to try to secure a playoff spot? And I guess you'd rather be at home trying to secure that then. I know it doesn't really matter, but it kind of feels like it does. Yeah. That's a roundabout. I'd I'd rather just get it done and over with, yeah. So, but selfishly, um, to not have to stay up late to watch, like, the first few games of the season, that's kind of nice. That's a good point. Um, Snack Efron at Snacks Efron asks, I have a son named Tucker. He has a son named Tucker. So naturally, I was going to get him a Barnhart jersey. I think that's a good call. Those can't be everywhere, though. Disrespect for Tucker. Also, speaking of disrespect, we did an entire (laughs) segment on new additions and didn't mention him. He was the first guy... We shouldn't dog on Tucker Barnhart because the man can receive a baseball. He, he really can. He's, yep. He's buttery. buttery when the robots smooth. come, it won't be as important, but they're not here yet. Let's extract all the Tucker Barnhart juice while we can. Um. So, yeah, I'm I'm sure they have a pile of Tucker Barnhart jerseys in the D shop. So go check them out. I, be, I bet they um, do. <laughs> I bet you can get I, merch from just about anyone. For sure. Um. But then I learned about Austin Meadows having a dog named Tucker. So now I'm conflicted. Help me out. Okay. Tucker Barnhart's first name or Austin Meadows' dog for his boy Tucker? What are you getting? I mean, I feel like it's... I mean, I'm I'm a big animal person. You all know that. But I feel like you got to go with the human over the animal. Yeah, it's a person. It's a real person, yeah. Now, doesn't maybe hit a lot but his first name is tucker and it'll be precious to get a tucker barnhart jersey now if austin brings his dog to be the bat dog then we're maybe having a little bit more of a discussion that's a stretch the bat dog is a is a poor choice the slobber all over the bat Um, heart no nicholas wazinski at n wazinski asks Who's going to be our all-star representative slash representatives this year? Oh, man, how long has it been since we've had multiple? It's been a minute. Uh, early returns look like maybe Austin Meadows. That's what I was going to say. Um, but outfielder, I feel like the outfield's always crowded, right? Yeah, let's um, be honest. It's, it's, it's going to be Soto. It's, it's, it's always Soto. <laughs> yeah. The numbers say Soto because they always take relief pitchers, and he's going to probably be our best reliever. So yeah. if I was a betting man, which I am not, uh, it would probably be Soto. There's a reason Joe Jimenez was a, was an all-star. It's it's always right. from, the, from the crappy it's always teams. The reliever. It's, it's always the reliever. Well, yeah, and you know, we need a token guy. That's that's what you yeah. need. But that is I'm it. Not... That is that is power. Uh, that is not, that's not power rankings. Rusty. Those are listener yeah. questions. Don't worry. Twitter. I'll edit that out. <laughs> You it's will joke. do. No I will not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been great to be back on on the old microphones with you. It's been it's been a long off season. Glad that we're uh, getting together to do another season of all this. Hopefully, a little bit yep. better season. And if we're rusty, it's the fault of the owners and the lockout. It's not our fault. Obviously, if we're not entertaining, it's Chris Illich's fault. <laughs> definitely uh, if you want to get in touch with us or the show uh we are on twitter and instagram i am at hosted by jay hall eric is at eric wayne's brain and the show is at podcastianos anything else to say to the people before we get out of here for another week r.i.p gilbert godfrey oh i did not see it wasn't he kind of a dick 
he was the sassy parrot in Aladdin. Yeah, I, I, I know enough. that, but this, that's anyway. a legacy. That's a Iago is a legacy for any man. <laughs> R.I.P. Gilbert. <laughs> All right. With that being said, we will catch you guys next week and eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows at alphadogagency.com slash podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.